0: Hello and welcome to episode 26 of RangerPod, the podcast that's learning to work as a team with the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. Don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm PDT and I'm sort of an expert in Power Rangers. And I'm Grax Grax,
1: and I'm the guy who's
0: not an expert but is learning one episode at a time. How are you you all doing? You're you're meant to wait for me, man. Uh, What are you doing? Well, the
1: thing is we've been doing this for a while and I thought we might be a little bit different for the audience if they get to hear me sooner, you know?
0: Uh, I, I don't know about that I mean, you know, it's good Don't get go uh, me wrong, it's good um, But I, I kind of think the way we've always been doing it is better
1: Yeah, well, I, I feel that a little bit of a change is good And maybe we could have a bit more of an explosion A bit more of music Going in the beginning The theme song uh, is good but, but we could just do more Make it action pack explosions everywhere I Yeah, think no, I mean, really
0: I, like, I like that as an idea Don't get me wrong, I like mm. that as an idea um, But I don't want to do it Oh uh, what you just you just rege- you just completely uh, resist
1: any kind of new ideas changing. You're you're not like water. You don't flow. You're like a brick. Hang
0: on, I've I've, I've got I've got a tweet in. Yeah. Oh, it's fr- it's from Quinn. He's he says we we need to learn to gung ho. Apparently. Gung ho. Gung ho. Which is a- that? Is that like a cowboy things with those guns and everything? No. Apparently, gung ho. That's gung. G u n g. Gung-ho is Chinese for episode 26 of season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
1: Really? I did not yeah, know that. Yeah. I mean, we watched this episode, but I did not know that at well, all.
0: Yeah. So that, that's what we're looking at today. The episode Gung-ho, which first aired on October 25th, 1993. Now, I don't know if you remember last week, but I believe last week's one aired on October the 30th, possibly something like that. Mm-hmm. That sounds correct. Despite the fact that it's basically a
1: two-parter. so yes, exactly. Because in the last episode, Rita completed her goal of getting the super putty stuff, and that was it.
0: Yep, and this episode deals with the super putty stuff, but they aired it beforehand, just what? to be extra confusing. Right, yes. This is episode 26, Grax. I can't think of a comedic conceit in order to try and stop you this week. Maybe Mm. I'll come up with something halfway through. Who knows? Otherwise, start summarising. Jason and
1: Tommy are doing some intense sparring training for the local Team Ninja Finals. They're doing some really sick moves and fighting, but the two of them just can't stop bickering each other. And the other heroes are trying to convince the duo to work as a team, including Trini using the buzzword gung-ho. But James, Come John man.
0: I know I've said I'm not going to interrupt you, but this is taking the mick. Like- which is yeah but speed it up a bit
1: okay at that point bulk the pimp daddy and skull come in and they announce their newest recruits two ninjas literally ninjas coming in who are going to take on the jason and tommy combo at this competition they're doing some fighting moves and etc and jason Tommy. one minute into the
0: episode
1: uh, meanwhile on the moon, Finster starts creating the batch of super putties using the red super putty clay that the previous episode they picked up. And uh, we don't worry about Frankenstein, that's fine. Um, Kimberly and Trini are walking through the park, and then the super putties appear, and it's time for the girls to go gung-ho. But the girls are powerless to defeat the new putties, so Zordon tells the boys to go help out the girls, and they do. And all six of the fighters, all six of the heroes are fighting the super putties, but they run away because they're too strong. So back at the command center, Zordon explains that Rita's using special clay to make this putty stronger and Zordon tells Jason and Tommy to go on a quest to retrieve the special weapons de- required to defeat these putties. And here you go, Jason and Tommy. Here's a map. It's torn in half. You each have one half of the hole. The other rangers are told to go and distract the other super putties whilst the weapons are being retrieved. It's morphing time at 9 minutes and 24 seconds. The four rangers are sent down to take on the super putties, and they're fighting with their power weapons, but every time the putties are hit, they're divided into two using some dodgy claymation. Oh no! Meanwhile, Jason and Tommy are bickering all the way to their destination where they find the power weapons, but suddenly a giant brontosaurus dinosaur toy appears out of nowhere! and starts blasting them with energy beams, causing cascading rocks to fall all over them. So, Jason and Tommy decide to morph into Power Rangers, and they come up with a plan where Jason's the better runner, Tommy's the better fighter, Tommy fights the dinosaur whilst Jason runs, and at that point, Tommy gives Jason his shield, his gold shield chest plate thing. And so, TEAMWORK! GUN-HO! So Tommy distracts the big dinosaur, Jason runs and grabs the power weapons, he grabs the guns, everything works, success. Which is a good thing too, because they return back to the random shipyards where the four other power rangers are just about to be wiped from the face of the earth. Uh, But then Jason gives the guns, and the guns, they all shoot all the super putties which disappear instantaneously. Explosions everywhere. And the episode ends with Jason and Tommy fighting against the uh, ninjas that belong to Balkan Skull in a boxing ring, and of course, those two heroes win. The end. And that's the end of the episode. Um,
0: Pete, PDC. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, man. Yep, yep. Good. I'm. I'm just. Yeah. I just went to get some water. Ah. Oh, you um, missed it! You yeah. you, 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 wait, you didn't hear any of that? You didn't hear about the excitement and the explosions and the giant toy? No, you see, the thing is, like I assume a lot of our listeners have, I've actually watched the episode. Ah, <sighs> so just meaningless to me. Uh, this whole sec- this whole section, just pointless.
1: Well, well, maybe there might be one or two people who haven't seen this episode, or
0: well, you, I don't know, you would, you would. Nah, now, I think everybody's seen it. Uh, like yeah
1: well it's a good thing i like the sound of my own voice (laughs) otherwise it'd be quite depressing
0: so so do most of our listeners um so (laughs) that's fine (laughs) i might start sitting out more bits of the podcast oh don't say that i'll I'll let you handle the balkan skull chat you know i might sit out the zoo ranger synopsis as well just for the hell of it
1: no you can't do that i haven't watched the zoo ranger episode i don't know what happens
0: well, maybe maybe later on we'll get you to summarise the ranger episode. I think that'll be fun. Uh, okay, so let's start with Gong-Ho. <laughs> Gong-Ho. Which is actually Chinese, apparently, for working together. Yes. Or working as a team, or just, like, giving your shield to Jason for no reason.
1: Hey, man. Jason needed that shield to run the gauntlet that is the energy blasts
0: and everything. Well, we'll get on to that. I mean, this is kind of a Jason and Tommy episode. What do you mean kind of? It's specifically designed for Jason and Tommy because they spend a
1: third, if not half, the episodes sparring and fighting against each other, which I really like. I appreciated that.
0: You say sparring and fighting against each other. They spend most of it being just passive aggressive at each other. yeah. Yeah, That entire first scene is just Tommy, Jason, Zach, and Billy all taking little passive-aggressive snipes at each other. Which, as you say, Tommy and Jason are violently sparring as well, so the fact that they're needing to be passive-aggressive rather than just actual aggressive is quite something to see.
1: Yeah, and I really enjoyed all the fighting and punching. This is my kind of episode where it's all action, all fighting, and maybe the choreography is a bit lazy, but it was still really enjoyable to
0: watch. I really can't speak to the choreography. It's literally just people fighting. That's yeah. all I see when the fights happen in Power Rangers. I'm just like, yep, yeah, they are fighting. I can't say that the choreography in Power Rangers ever blows me away. Sometimes
1: it blows me away. But in this case, it was fast. It was entertaining. Um, yeah. And it was very, very good. The ninjas, the literal ninjas, which blew my mind. I mean, how did Bulk and Skull manage to find the money to hire two ninjas? <sighs>
0: I mean, what is going on with Bulk and Skull there? I don't know what you're talking about. I think Bulk's outfit is amazing. <laughs> what you say about the money, the money clearly did not go on the outfit. I mean, <laughs> no. he looked like, he looked like Pimp Daddy, but Pimp Daddy who shopped at Primark. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, they <laughs> spent all
1: their money on ninjas, they had to go budget. What well it was it was turquoise blue jacket and a,
0: and a cheap plastic hat i think yeah but i don't understand why they're managing a team at all
1: i don't know either why are they so interested in this tournament i mean all the prize at the end of this team ninja tournament which team palm we're going to talk about later on is a big gold trophy what would balkan skull do with a trophy that they did not
0: earn And let's face it, the trophy is awarded by Ernie, isn't it? So, is it? Yes, Ernie comes up and goes, yeah, you guys won. (laughs) Yeah. So, the trophy is awarded and probably paid for by Ernie. So, it's not going to be real gold.
1: No, it's going to be that that fake plastic gold stuff that you get from a cheap trophy shop.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's just... Boggs and Skull (laughs) are massively in debt on this. And for what? Maybe they just wanted to one-up Tommy and Jason for some reason because of pride, but... (laughs) To be fair, it does initially look like that's going to work. There's a really, really nice character moment. They don't often do those on Power Rangers, but when Tommy and Jason are watching the ninjas and they're both trying to like keep a brave face on it, yeah. and Jason goes, man, I could take out these guys by myself. And Tommy's like, yeah, yeah, so could I. It was that moment of
1: hesitation
0: you could sense in Tommy's voice that it's good. Well, and, and in Jason as well, you know, the tone of his voice was very different to what his words were saying. It was yeah yeah i re really, i just really like that as a moment i don't think this was the best episode of power rangers ever but it had it had a few nice little redeeming bits i really liked this episode it's very entertaining but
1: the major flaw for me is this is an episode about teamwork and working together and gung-ho i yeah. can't see how jason and tommy were working together really well they're two separate entities going off and doing their own separate thing even at the yeah. very end, where they're in that boxing ring, which is a weird fighting scene for ninjas, <laughs> but even in the boxing ring, they're just going off and of being individuals until kind of the very end. That's not yeah. teamwork.
0: Okay, well, so the big thing for Jason and Tommy in this episode is the going off to get the Thunderslingers, the weapons which are never seen again. No, I didn't think they would be. They, look, okay. they didn't look like great weapons either. It's like some really... Half ass futuristic slingshots perhaps yeah. maybe. With the words you ranger written on the side. Yes. <laughs> really clearly.
1: This, this is not a toy. Yes, clearly a toy. Please buy our toy. Yeah.
0: But I think I mentioned some episodes back when we had the Madam Woe episode. The thunderslingers were actually used in that episode to help take down Madam Woe.
1: Oh yes, I remember now. That was ages yeah, ago
0: but they were obviously they were cut out the Power Rangers one. Yeah, the Power Rangers did it in different orders because that was when they were using up episodes that didn't really have Barai in them. Yeah, because that episode also featured Titanus, I believe, who makes his first appearance in this. I am so confused by this. But before we get to Titanus, we got Tommy and Jason, and as mm. you say, you know they're they're going up the hill to get these Thunder Slingers. Yeah, and Titanus starts blasting them. Mm-hmm. And, that, yeah, their notion of teamwork, they said, well, one of you is better with the sword, and, but I'm faster and can go up the hill, so you take my sword, and then yeah. he goes, well, you take my... Sh-. It's like, well, hang on, What? first of all, what does he expect to be able to do with the sword?
1: Apparently, the green ranger has this ability to shoot green lasers out of
0: any bladed weapon, which none of the other rangers seem to be able to do. Apparently so. <laughs> But did we know that? I mean, I know he did some stuff when he was evil, but it comes a bit out of nowhere. Jason's just like, you have the sword. In the Ranger, which we'll get on to, Geki specifically says, you can distract Titanus or King Brachian Mm -hmm. with the sword and your dagger. So I guess he knows he can do that attack. Mm -hmm. But Jason's just like, well, you're better with a sword, so you have that. It's like, what do you expect he's going to do? Start cutting his neck
1: off? Well yeah i mean these these are power rangers they can jump all over the place like they could jump several hundred feet high maybe he could jump up mm. and do a slash attack which would
0: cut his neck or poke it in the eye yeah but if he could jump high why didn't he just jump up to the top of the mountain i don't know I can't. there we go <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously the shield thing i'm not going to spoil it but it's foreshadowing for later but it's it's
1: such a cool thing. I, I was like, whoa, I didn't know he could transfer a shield chest plate thing
0: to other people. That's rad. And I believe it's not the last time we'll see him do that. With the, Jason's not the last ranger we'll see him do that with. Ah. Okay, I'm a little bit confused by that. I mean, if it's...
1: Why do we not just keep making these shields for all the other, all other five rangers? Because it's obviously very useful.
0: Well, because these powers aren't manufactured, are they? in the same way that later ones are. These powers have come from kind of mystical coins and the dinosaurs and things. Mm. I think it's not a case of being able to manufacture a shield. It'd be really handy if they could manufacture more shields. It would. It'd be very handy. But <laughs> if they did, then all the shields would look like the crappy American one. And do we really want that?
1: <laughs> when you put it that way, no, we do not. The
0: six Rangers going into battle with floppy foam all around them. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh you were saying you were confused about titanus
1: yes i'm so they get to the mountain where the weapons are suddenly this toy appears and they go whoa what's that thing and then they yep. everything happens and then towards the end just before the fighting of the ninjas zordon comes on and goes hey well john and then jason goes yeah but we had to fight titanus again <laughs> and i was confused because no you that was the first time you saw that didn't you i've not we haven't seen titanus at all
0: didn't wasn't he asking if they'd have to fight titanus again uh i might have misheard that i thought he said i think you might have done i could be wrong someone will tweet us and let us know i'm sure quinn um (laughs) but yeah that was a bit of confused because thinking like well
1: in fact also how did he know what it's called because i don't even think they mentioned it by name didn't get
0: mentioned at all so there must have been some kind of debriefing in which zordon Forgot to mention the fact it was a friend It's a really Low-key introduction for this bit of kit Yes, you know, it's, it's yeah, a uh,
1: Gigantic destructive weapon And they just kind of casually Mention it, that's that's not
0: good. Like, Oh yeah, he, he's uh, he's actually our friend And he'll be helping out from now on Once again Zordon, pulling stuff Out <laughs> of your rear When you feel it's convenient I have got no respect for Zordon in this episode None Because Zordon sends Tommy and Jason on this team-building exercise, one which, as we've just established, didn't need to happen anyway. No. Because King Titanus is a friend and will help out. So they didn't need to be fighting Titanus. And if it was just a a normal day and he was like, can you go and do this quest, I would kind of understand that. Mm -hmm. Tommy and Jason did need to learn to work together. Yes. The fact he does it while the other team members are basically dying against the super putties
1: unacceptable zordon i'm glad you spotted that i was thinking the exact same thing and it makes it even harder for jason and tommy by splitting the map into two what
0: is the point of that
1: i don't know they wanted to make it a bit harder but you're, you're putting four people's lives a- at risk because they'll
0: take it doesn't longer. even make it that much harder though because they're in the same place and there's that stupid bit of bickering where jason's like hey i found it and tommy's like actually it was my map that found it. it's like oh Shut up.
1: I don't... uh, It's just a terrible, terrible idea, Zordon. What were you smoking? And how dare you play with people's lives like this? That's what I'm saying. I mean, what would happen if they turned up too late? Four dead rangers against these super putties.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, before we get to that point, should we check out the Zoo Ranger episode? Please do. I I want an explanation for Titanus. I want an explanation (laughs) for
1: Frankenstein's monster. I want answers, PDT.
0: You're going to get an in- explanation for one of those things, but not ah. the other. Oh, oh, oh okay. Because, of course, what you're alluding to is the fact that Frankenstein was in Rita's palace in the scene where she was making the super putties. Despite the fact we
1: saw him explode, literally explode at the end yep.
0: of episode
1: 25.
0: Yeah. And, of course, this is because as we move on to episode 29 of Zhu Ranger, Dora Franken hasn't been killed yet. <gasps> My word. Well, no, because if you remember, last week we left them on the cliffhanger of being in the middle of the Zord fight and Geki trying to call on Barai. So Barai is in his room and he's like, oh, I've only got so long left, I can't... And then he decides he's going to leave anyway with his, dra- with his wishing on his Dragon Dagger. But instead of transporting him into the battle, it flies up to the door to the room and opens it onto this like forest. Mm-hmm. And Barai's like, what? And then we cut to the Megazord fight and... Yeah, the Megazord breaks apart. There's this really cool like wireframe moment where the Megazord like disappears, leaving only the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh wow! And the Tyrannosaurus Rex then just stomps off immediately in the other direction with Geki trapped inside.
1: And and this is when um the Megazord is fighting against Dora Frankin in giant form. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So when immediately after it had been smashed, sort of, you know, the ball and chain had just smashed into it and made it look really battered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, most of the Megazord retreats By t- teleporting out and letting the rangers like Be ejected But Geki gets transported in the T-Rex To the same forest that Burai's at The T-Rex kind of throws him out And he gets tossed onto a field Next to Barai. And Barai's like, I'm pretty sure God brought us here Which is a stretch But mm. this is you rangers So it's the kind of thing that might happen Anything's possible Well exactly, the boy and his dad who were running the restaurant You get one scene with them and the boy's going, well, we can just run everything out of a stall like we used to in the olden days. And I think that's pretty much all we see of them in this one. Right. I forgot about that plot line entirely. <laughs> it wasn't memorable. So Geki asks Barai, like, look, why do you never stay with us? Why do you only fight with us and then leave? And But obviously Barai's like, I've got so little time left, I don't want to make him sad. Oh. Yeah, he just avoids the question and is like, come on this way. So anyway, yeah, Bandora makes all the super putties, the new golems, and it turns out that Barai and Geki have to find the divine charger, King Brachian, who is Titanus. Mm -hmm. They have to use their power as brothers to open the path to see him. That doesn't really play into it at all. It's just they apparently have to be brothers to go there. I don't know why. Okay. The big There's the fight, which we've not really touched on in the American one yet, between the Fall Rangers and the Super Golems, and they've got some kind of weird pillar that they're trying to erect throughout the battle. Not sure what's going on there until the end of the episode, mm-hmm. and even then. That's kind of a cliffhanger. So, yeah, Barai and Gekki see the Thunderslingers. The ground shakes. King Bracken arrives, starts firing at them. And it's quite a cool kind of moment because, you know, they're getting fired on. Everyone is getting beat down by the super putties. Yeah, yeah. It's just a nice kind of juxtaposition. Obviously, they get the Thunderslingers. Yes. And so Dora Franken starts fighting them all. So, as I said before, Dora Franken was made of the same clay as the super putties. They go into Dragonzord in battle mode, and again, you just have the same fight that we referred to before, and with the difference that they jump out of the Dragonzord in battle mode, fire the Thunderslingers at Dora Frankenstein, weaken it, then they destroy... Well, they seemingly destroy Dora Franken, how can you mean seemingly?
1: Does he not get skewered by the the uh, dragon spear? He uh, does get Starf skewered with a hole in him.
0: But when he flashes, like you know, begins to break up, yeah, he kind of peels away in this kind of really quite grotesque sequence. It's revealed that there's another monster underneath because Bandora's like he's indestructible. Every time you defeat him, he's just going to become stronger by revealing more monsters inside him. Well, I mean, it's the I guess it's the same monster but a different form. Okay. Okay. And we are, I believe, we're going to see that in two episodes' time. The fight with that one, because this is kind of the end of the episode. You, know, it, it disappears, obviously, so it can come back for the next battle, and also the column that they've erected is it's developed a face on the front, and the strange writing on the back, and it's like, what could all this mean? To be continued. Again, as I said, they sort of defeated Dora Franken, but it became something else. Hmm. I have to say, when you
1: when I just should have mentioned this in a previous episode, but Dora Franken, I would like him to have been more of a golem rather than yeah. a Frankenstein's monster.
0: Yeah, I I kind of see where you're coming from there. Shall we talk about the super putty plot then? Yes. Because I was disappointed. I don't know why they're so super. The
1: only thing that was super about them was their super deformed hands and that fantastic claymation.
0: In the American version, it's particularly bad. They've got these really awful, loose, huge gloves on or kind of paper mache stoked boulders on their hands.
1: Which How is that super? How How is that making you know. more of an I efficient mean, killing machine?
0: Yeah, because well, the Japanese design is basically the same, but better executed.
1: Yes, they have blades, I think.
0: I think. Possibly, yeah, I think they might have. But mainly they're the boulders and the big hands, just mm-hmm. not quite as awful looking. <laughs> yeah. Not quite as cheap. The, the other four Rangers spend most of their time fighting these. I say I say that. I mean, there is a fight with them at the beginning. And, yeah, as you say, Kimberly and Trini get attacked by the super putties. Yeah. The boys go in, and Jason, Zach, and Tommy, they're all like, here, Billy, I'll check Trini. <laughs> Just excuses himself from the fight. And it's like Trini, you're right, Trini. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna hang out here under the playground. Oh Let's- no,
1: no, it's it's one step better than that. The boys arrive and the Billy goes, oh, "I'll take care of Trini." And then she, he runs up to the two girls, pushes Kimberly out of the way. Oh, I'll take a look after Trini. Oh. I burst out laughter at that point.
0: You do some fighting. I've got slacking off to do. <laughs> I just love that so much. She goes, nope, she's mine. Get out of the way. It's such a wonder this guy hasn't got himself killed. <laughs> it's Yeah.
1: If this doesn't prove to you that Billy has got such the hots for Trini, then frankly, you're blind as a bat.
0: Also true. Yeah. The rest of the episode is just one big fight with them yeah and it I quite like it. It's quite a kind of cool sort of attrition thing you know that they're, they're really struggling. none of their weapons work against them,
1: yeah, absolutely, no matter what they did, both in the American footage and in the zoo range of Japanese footage. Yeah. yeah it was hard. The putties looked exactly the same. I think it would have been cool if they had a red tint <laughs> to go with the red clay.
0: It would have been nice if they'd have been different in some other way than just mm. attachments on their hands
1: but i i' also I really like that claymation separation of the two I'm, I'm a big sucker of that kind of handcrafted one frame at a time yeah. thing and it doesn't matter that it looked absolutely nothing like the original putties it was just a nice effort in fact I'm, yeah. I'm pleased that they did that in terms of editing they could have just easily done some camera trickery where they one putty jumps then it's a split cut and then two putties appear but someone took the time to actually mold the clay a fifteen-year-old took the time to mold the clay, <laughs> and I appreciate the extra effort, which was never going to be seen ever again. I'm sure.
0: Probably not. No, I I don't think the super putties mean anything after this episode. Um, <laughs> well, no, because they failed. Not the Power Rangers. Well, yeah, you know they turned out to be really super easy to destroy. Mm. What I don't understand is why they don't morph and at least try and fight the putties. Uh, like, me... that first putty fight mm. ends with them just going, oh, no, we're outgunned, let's just go back to the command centre.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this is a good point to morph because the Rita has escalated the battle quite significantly yeah. as per the three rules. And there are no people, there are no innocent bystanders, so it, they would have morphed no
0: problems. What I will say is something that I didn't mention about the Ranger. It's actually explained that, I think it might have even been in the first episode that Bandora was doing all this because they've got, you know, a new hero on the team, because they've got access to Zord in battle mode now. She's kind of escalating because they've escalated.
1: Ah, no, I didn't get that at all. I didn't get that impression whatsoever.
0: No, no, it was a specific line of dialogue in the Ranger. They'd been kind of driven to find new ways of becoming powerful. Mm. That's why yes. they tested loads of different kinds of clay until they found the right one. Yes, yes.
1: The that was really good in this episode. I just want to point that out very quickly. Especially really? I didn't notice. I did. I, I felt like the, composure, the, the composer, it's its uh, Ron Wasserman, wasn't it? Ron Wasserman, friend of the show. Yes, exactly. He he did an amazing job with this episode. It was different, it was exciting, it was good riffs, and it really helped me get engaged with all the different fighting. So I, I really enjoyed the music.
0: Well, then, I'm glad you noticed. I, I didn't spot it myself, but
1: yeah, well done, Ron Wasserman. Well done, indeed.
0: The thing is, I I'm surprised that we've not heard any of his songs yet. I looked, and apparently we don't actually hear them for another like fifteen episodes. Odd. Really? It's odd because they seem like such a key part of the show to me. Like when I was a kid, you know, it felt like they were always there. But no, the the initial batch of forty episodes doesn't have any of the other Ron Wasserman songs in.
1: That's really strange.
0: I suspect it was literally just this was what he was contracted for for the. The initial block of forty episodes that they produced, mm-hmm. I think a lot of things were kind of retooled after that forty, based on how successful the series had been. So you know, I guess they were then like, yeah, look, put some kind of rocking songs in it, do some other stuff that we'll talk about with kind of footage and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think now's a good time to rate
0: the episode, don't you agree? I do, I do. Mm. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with three power coins. That because low? That low, yeah. I think the whole Jason and Tommy ninja plot just didn't interest me at all. The ninjas were nondescript. Yep. Bulk and Skull were nominally involved. It just didn't really hang together. The whole Titanus thing was fumbled. I mean, it's great to see Titanus, but mm-hmm. again, it was it just wasn't handled well in the American footage. You know, there's a lot of things I did like, like the shield thing like titanus itself you know all that stuff i liked but i just felt it was not handled that well by the american version so yeah i'm gonna go for three power coins
1: i really like this episode this episode was doing all the things that i really like about power rangers action fighting Kimberly wasn't naked and that's why it doesn't get a perfect score Right. Um, I really enjoyed all the fighting of the choreography and my philosophy is just keep adding fighting, fighting, fighting and it was very exciting at various points. The thing which I didn't like about the episode is there is no real sense of teamwork between tommy and jason
0: not really no
1: (laughs) no no that's the entire point of the episode you're trying to teach the children the viewers that teamwork is good and you don't do it and that's a big fail for me yeah so that's why it's not a perfect scoring episode but because i enjoyed it so much i'm giving this five out of six power coins.
0: Wow. Okay. I had,
1: I really enjoyed the fighting so much and I really enjoyed everything else. If Kimberly was even down to her underwear, that would have been perfect.
0: <laughs> well, maybe next time, eh? Maybe it, next time. Not, it's, it's not going to happen. Oh,
1: but there's still another 30-odd episodes to go. Maybe?
0: <laughs> maybe, but no. Oh. Obviously, if you agree with me, if you agree with Grax, do let us know. Tweet us at RangerPod. Or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rangerpod. And join us next week when we'll be watching the episode Wheel of Misfortune, in which Rita turns Kimberly's grandmother's spinning wheel into her dangerous new weapon. That doesn't sound like a great episode. I wasn't expecting that weapon at all from the title. No, I mean, I don't know if we're going to be getting an UltraZord anytime soon. That could redeem it, but other than that, yeah. Don't bother tuning in next time because it'll be just a rubbish episode of Power Rangers, probably.
1: I don't even want to tune into that episode.
0: It, it sounds so. Or it dull. might be really good. It might be really good. Only time will tell. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be awful. Oh, but it might be good. Hmm. Probably won't be though. Oh. Bye. Bye.